Welcome to the Breathe to Ride podcast with Kristen Whitaker and Katie Boehner. Get ready to join us for all kinds of stories and conversations about this experience and journey that you are on. To enhance the mind, body, and soul of the relationship between you, yourself, and your equine partner. This is a brand new start for the relationship and method between your communication and your partnership together. We will cover the science of breath and the biomechanics of training, horsemanship, and riding. You're going to learn a whole new perspective on how you view yourself and your horse and develop a melodic nature every time you handle, groom, or ride your horses. Please remember to check with your healthcare provider before starting any new physical exercise or breath program. Okay, inhale, exhale, repeat. Let's go. All right. In this episode of the Breathe to Ride podcast, Kristen and I are going to take you down a little journey about resiliency. So how are you doing today, Kristen? I am super. I'm resilient. You're resilient today? I'm resilient today. Yeah, I'm feeling a little resilient today yes, as we've well. Yes, we've had a great day. So, um, and on that journey of resiliency, what does that mean for us, Katie? Well, I think we want to start off, like always, with a little bit of a definition when we jump into these conversations. My stepfather has been my business mentor for the last 10 years, and he would always challenge me if I were going to use a word in a conversation to understand the meaning. And he would challenge me in these conversations. We'd sit down to talk about something about business. And he goes, well, what does that word mean? And I very bashfully would say, I actually can't define that word. And so I started to prep these conversations with him a little bit. And if there was something I wanted to talk about, I would actually look up the definition because I knew that he would question me, kind of like when I hang out with you and Sean. <laughs> you have to be really resilient. You have to be number one resilient around Sean and a little bit tough skin. But at the same time, he's like, you know, this movie, blah, 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 the actress. And I'm like, Sean, just give me like a little like bullets of what I need to research. And then I can have a much depth, more depthful conversation with him. That is true. And so, resiliency is a tough word. And I think we hear it. I, I will tell you when I heard it once we get into this, the meat of this, but I, when I heard it a lot, but we hear it a lot. And I don't know that it has a clear definition unless you start with that. Right. Cause I think we can, as you and I like to do peel our onion and we can talk about an emotional resilience, a physical resilience an emotional and physical resilience together. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So to get into a definition, I think we're talking mainly today about an emotional resilience in our work when it comes to Breathe to Ride. The definition simply states, emotional resilience is your ability to respond to stressful or unexpected situations and crisis. In horses, we sometimes find ourselves in crisis. Mm. The amount of emotional resilience you have is determined by the number of different things, including your age, how you identify in this human body, and what you've experienced so far to that moment. We talk a lot about moments. What you've experienced up till that moment in this journey. Because one of the reasons I think resiliency can be hard to define is because it's always moving. Just like our journey and our education is is always moving and 
so kind of narrowing into the capacity to withstand and recover from difficult situations is like kind of a, a good launching point, I think, in our, our discussion here this afternoon about resiliency. And I just kind of want to throw a question at you to kind of get it started. And I will say, why is resiliency important in horsemanship? And so I'm going to breach off of that and say that your emotional resiliency and your definition of that is going to go hand in hand with my what I was going to bring up as a physical resiliency <laughs> in horses. Yeah. Because I don't think that anybody takes a moment. Well, I don't think we take moments often enough to step back and see the situations we're putting our horses in and the resiliency that they physically right. need to have. And then there's this whole other mental and emotional piece. But I think that the emotional and the physical go hand in hand with the horses. And what Absolutely. I was thinking about as you were talking about that is literally everybody mentions, okay, I want to add tools to my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And I think it's very important to educate ourselves. It's very important to have all of the things that we've talked about before to bring those into our training, our belief, our honor system of the horse. But we also need to recognize their resiliency for what we put them through. Right. And because quite often, I don't think we ever prepare them enough for what we are actually asking. Right. What's the capacity of the toolbox? You're actually trying to shove that other tool in and it's mm. the... Does it, it even, take. does it even fit? Right. You're slamming the cover shut over and all you're actually doing is damaging the shell yeah. of the capacity, which would be then the emotional body. Which of reminds me of, and we've talked about this before, so I don't want to bring it up, but when you ask someone to stop and I've helped them in their horsemanship and we're, we're working on a certain drill or pattern or whatever it might be, or just approach to the horse, but you ask them to stop and literally inhale, take an exhale, mm-hmm. repeat, find your breath. All of a sudden that resiliency you're able to see it. You're able actually to to see what they're holding oh, for you. I love that you would say that. Yeah, I think. Because quite often they're holding so much for us. They're just waiting for us to stop and notice. Stop to notice. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, here's this word again, honor really their capacity of where their toolbox is in that moment. And inadvertently it then reflects back to the human body where the awareness that we teach through the Breathe to Ride programs is, number one, building a very basic awareness that you actually have uh, capacity an emotional capacity, a physical capacity. And if you were to go out and run in the woods, I love to run in the woods. And right now we've had a lot of rain. We're in, in, you know, a rainy weird pattern in a winter season. And to run in the warm rain is great. But if there's like a log across the trail and I'm winded, my breath pattern is elevated. I'm trying to nasal breathe and I force myself to jump over this log. I quickly remember that these horses they're they're taxed a lot when we ask them to do these things. When was the last time you put yourself in that type of physical place and then asked more of yourself? So I'm right? going and I'm going to breach and say that that's going my I'm going to say my resiliency is also going to match or what I see in a resiliency in a horse is going to match our human misunderstanding. Yeah. So I think that we all too often misunderstand the message we're trying to get to a horse, whether, again, it's a lack of education or a lack of patience or a lack of understanding for the situation that they're in, and yet they're still there. 
and they're still being resilient. So if we can flip it around and put a positive spin on it and look at what can we do to help that misunderstanding? What can we do to understand where they're from? Oh, I I love that so much because I think that then in there starts to breed, to really breed and honor what we're trying to teach, Mm -hmm. which is this increase of capacity so we can add these new tools that all starts from that deep, deep awareness mm-hmm. that is so easily missed from external pressures, physically, emotionally, and from the world. Well, and we mentioned this earlier when you and I were just chatting about this, is the horse is the silent partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, they're silent. They can't say, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 hold on. I don't understand where you're going with this conversation. Right. I don't understand the cues you're giving me. I mean, they can act out. And then, of course, we're mad because they're not doing what we're saying. They're just trying to communicate. They're just trying to communicate. So they're not necessarily acting out in a bad way. They're they could be acting out because their capacity, their resiliency again has. They've met their capacity, and they're either um, not understanding, not wanting to understand, or maybe you're not taking the moment to really be clear in your presentation. Yeah. Yeah. what tool again the tool the tools, the tools in the toolbox are you using the right tool right and i think in regards to breathe to ride in our program to again i find this word just popping up to honor exactly what you just said is that so many times we get um into the experience of different types of emotions such as anger frustration um downright um confused with these animals and when we bring it all back to the science of what we're really trying to teach in this program the breath is at the the center of all of it. When we slow down our breathing, when we breathe less, we breathe lighter, we breathe deeper, we start to build in a resiliency within the nervous system. And if we I was think just gonna about ask it, you, I was just gonna ask you, yeah. where is where is resiliency in the nervous right. system? Right. The nervous system the resiliency in the nervous system comes from less is more. Okay. So when we use our heart math monitors when we use those, that is for like our whoop straps that we wear all the time. Those are ways that we actually put a roadmap on what's going on in the silent partner in the human, which is that consciousness that's within us. And when we sit and we do our box breathing or we look at our heart math monitors, what we're actually doing is retraining the vagal tone of the vagus nerve, the baroreflex that's in the mind, just like our CO2 tolerance that we talk a lot about actually is malleable and it can be molded and changed. And it can be molded and changed energetically over time by bringing a deeper awareness to driving the breath in through the nose, letting the breath go deeper into the tummy and the belly. And over time, the nervous system literally starts to, instead of being a brick wall, it starts to turn into a trampoline. And so So you're saying you can train your own nervous system, which therefore means you can train your resiliency, which and then we can help the horses retrain their nervous systems and their resiliency to the absolute guarantee that this journey for the equine and the human will bring more stress at some point that is we can't get out of here without stress it's the way it goes so absolutely breathe to ride is if we want to get really if we really want to you know think about the alchemy come on bring us down the technical (laughs) the alchemy of breathe to ride is really she says that word so much better than i do and try it (laughs) no 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 (laughs) just once Oh, come on now. <laughs> alchemy. Gorgeous. Thank you. I've been practicing. Yeah, the alchemy of, you know, Ooh. taking all of these different aspects. Okay, folks, and, I'm like, sweating and I'm all done. <laughs> melting it down. 
into, you know, a better, a better quality, a bigger toolbox. And resiliency is really, I think, um, the gold at the end of, at the end of the day that can really begin to change not only the capacity we have for life as it comes at us really quickly, but the quality of the capacity of the life that comes. Most of the people, meaning you and I are an example of a pretty high capacity of what we are going to squeeze out of this lemon of life. There's not going to be much left. We're going to use every pith that's there. The people we run into are the same way. And so I really want to bring a value, and I know you see eye to eye on this with me, a value and a capacity to their experience of horsemanship and humanship. And resiliency really is the turnkey part of all this. And that we have to stop believing that I'm a stressed out person or I'm a quote unquote, my favorite, not favorite word, anxious person. Or my horse is a red mare. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. Or, you know, they are an Arab. Oh, by the way, people, I grew up with Arabs and they teach you a lot of really great things. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. Yeah. And it can change. And resiliency too is. I don't think that we understand totally what it is. I and mean, I think you have a pet peeve with it, which I want to hear about. I do, I do, I do, I do. And I kind of have a pet peeve a little right, bit from my experience with Georgie. But but we don't understand totally what it is, or even my experience with Riley, too. It can't be seen, it can't be touched, it can't be held. Right. It comes from within. Right. You're it's telling silence. me we can train it, which I believe because I've seen it from my very eyes. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it in myself, and I've seen it now in so many of our clients and then I've seen it transfer to the horses and that's that's really what we're doing and that's the magic that's the magic there's no there is magic in what we do but there is no magic it's very <laughs> now sci- you're speaking this it, language yeah it's science based but it's not upward transition what, so it, downward transition. what is to pull downward from a transition yeah where I, what it is to pull from another podcast it's a rippling effect yeah it ripples out and so if we can give this back and we can start to recognize that our horses are really what we put into them like so when we go in and rushed or or nervous or worried or or anxious we we put that into them Mm. sometimes and we don't even recognize it right and they again are silent or maybe they aren't necessarily silent. Maybe they are acting out a little bit. But it's their only way to say to us, hey, I need a brake pedal someplace. Like, mm-hmm. slow down. Yeah, we need the parasympathetic nervous system. We need an exhale. We need a uh, we need a little awareness that we're redlining a little bit. Or just right? a moment to, is mm-hmm. two plus two really four? Yeah. I mean, so many of you heard have heard me say this a thousand times. It's always four. Two plus two is always four, but we allow it to be something different. Right. What is your pet peeve with resilience? So it's funny when we started to think about what our intention was going to be for this conversation today. And we really do need to pick intentions or Kristen and I could sit here and talk for three months straight. No, really? And the first thing that pops into my mind was I got divorced almost 11 years ago and my children were young and it was one of the best decisions I made. They were little. And I'd have people tell me all the time because they wanted wanted to to soothe their own concerns really before mine. To be honest, most of the time we soothe we soothe soothe ourselves first in the answers we give other people if we're not sure how to handle it. And a proper answer is really like you know things are going to be okay, you know things are going to be okay. Versus, oh the kids will be fine. They're resilient. And I completely disagree with that statement. And I think we have to stop using it 
because it's not true at that age. Kids are not resilient. What they what they they will become resilient, but there's a big piece in the middle that has to come first, and it actually comes from the parenting. They have to learn really proper coping skills for the amount of stress that's coming their way. And a lot of parents lack, and humans lack that awareness that what do I do with this stress that comes? Oh, I drink or I um, don't get the mental health I need or I yell at my children or I'll even yell at my ex-spouses or we take it to this really negative place and it's misguided and it's misdirected when we can start to teach our children to catch these emotions, name the emotion, let the emotions teach us where we are about that emotion because they'll experience it again in their life and then they can thank the emotion for that lesson in the emotion then they need to learn how to let the emotions go in 90 second intervals not to say that they're not going to come back 80,000 times in the next couple years they will but we can't keep just saying even with our bodies like oh I'm resilient I can keep doing this thing to my body over and over I can keep getting three hours of sleep at night because I'm resilient I don't need a lot of sleep no your body needs at least six to eight hours of sleep at night oh I'm just not going to drink a lot of water no you need water over time, that starts to break the system down. So to teach kids coping skills, find your breath, where is your breath, allow them to feel the emotions that they're feeling. I think we can easily set that same template on our equestrians and our horses where I don't need you to be okay from a traumatic fall. I, I don't need you to, to be okay that your body hurts and it just is going to hurt forever and my right shoulder is going to you know, touch my stirrup when I ride because that was from my fall. We're not, I'm not going to accept that as my final answer. I want to go in and, and learn coping mechanisms in my emotional body and coping mechanisms of how to retrain my physical body so I'm more available to my equine partner. So oddly so. enough, your scenario is a very emotional place. And then it's so alike to Georgie, though, with a physical resiliency of all the medical issues he went through. Yeah. Um, with a malrotation in his intestine and later having to have chest bars put in. Um, we spent a lot of time at Children's Hospital. <laughs> um, and But it was the same kind of thing. Well, he's young. He's resilient. He's, right. He'll be fine. What I didn't recognize at that time is, and Georgie is fine, and he's really good, but it, it kind of taught him to be a little bit, probably stand back from his emotions slightly because... Mm he hurt so much. I mean, when we were going through all the testing and the process and not knowing what was wrong and not knowing leading up to that, why he was so sick and so skinny and not hungry and couldn't deal with any of that. I would say that a lot of that time was very silent Mm -hmm. again, because we didn't have answers. And I don't think mental health in our, in our world really addresses what our kids need. I then think it's you, changing, but it's still not. Then what you they flip need. it into something like even Riley recently with Boots, who she's still having trouble. But you have Katie been able to help Riley some with recognize that you're, or and even me as a mother recognize how many times this is going to come back around, yeah, and literally, boom, right in her face. Yeah. How many times is that going to happen? And you know what? It's okay. It is And okay. she needs yeah. to be able to take that. And like you said, in, in a Katie word, honor it, accept it, thank it for what it's doing for her, mm-hmm. and then be able to learn how to not move on, no. but move with it. Right, right. And right. so I look at 
both my kids, your kids, having gone through a divorce at a very young age, having gone through all of the, the really the outside public world coming into their world saying, yeah, you're fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. And I just don't, I'm like, well, well that's our goal. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's, we're all it's fine. It's not a right? guarantee, right? Well, what do you, well, we probably need to, we can't, we can't say that. <laughs> They're close friends. No, Kristen's definition. Yeah. My of definition of fine. But and Katie and I do laugh sometimes because we'll be having a really bad day or <laughs> hectic day. And it's just the way that I'm like, I'm fine. You're like, oh, you're that good. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Like, yeah. it's just the way Katie says it too i'm fine <laughs> it's, it could be a swear word <laughs> um, and interestingly enough my kids are almost 17 and 14 and i have to be they're amazing hmm? and they they have become more resilient to the concept of a divorce because i have embedded in them coping skills from a very 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 so let's age. put that onto the horse world yeah. for a moment okay and you take the horse who had a traumatic incident in a corner or every farm, every barn has a scary corner of the <laughs> arena or the woods or whatever. And a horse has a traumatic moment. And yes, there is something to be said of like, okay, they need to get over it, but they also need to process it. Go they are it. still, they are still beings. And guess what? They are a fight or flight animal yeah. of free will. I've said that before. Free will. They have to protect themselves because guess what? If we don't help protect them, they only have themselves. They only have their four feet to leave a situation. And they're just taking care of themselves. So we might be like, oh, you know what? I've had enough of you staring at this one corner that you spooked at once, and it's been the scary corner ever since. Let's get over it. But really, until you work them through it, which, by the way, you're probably holding your breath. Yeah. And you're probably not relaxed in the saddle. You're probably holding yourself slightly above it with every muscle tense waiting for it to happen again. And, and, your, so you nerve, <laughs> and your nervous system, all of your guys are out ready to fight. <laughs> um, and so why, why, why would your horse be willing to right. literally stick their nose in that corner and say, okay, yep. I'm resilient enough to just do this. And we say all the time, you mm-hmm. cannot think these horses or yourself through a feeling i'm not even going to use the word problem situation where this is a feeling situation for them and the rider that that scary corner bush trailer whatever it is puddle they're feeling that and so you have to feel that through you you really work through feeling situations by feeling through them not thinking over them and we overthink these things and what do we do as horse people we have an issue, and then we go and we watch our favorite podcast, I mean, listen to our favorite podcast or watch our favorite video or go to a blog or go to something we can read on some kind of horse training tip. And we take that information and we go back to our horse. And our horse has no idea what we've just read and how we think we're going to fix it in black and white. And just the word overthink. Thinking, if you think it's over, it's above. Like you even said, you're above it. Mm-hmm. Where resiliency can't happen. Like if you think about a trampoline, you have to go down to come up. <laughs> yeah. So resiliency, you have to go down into the feeling of it so you then can get up and go through it yeah. with it in a really beautiful way. And I think we're really, really intelligent species in a lot of ways. And other ways, I just love Breathe to Ride so much because it brings a a a very nutrient dense simplicity back to the origins 
of who we are as feeling creatures first, which I think we've really lost track of mm-hmm. in our journey, wherever we've been. And the resiliency is something to really, really begin to explore within yourself. You can ask yourself as the, as the human, when do I get upset? What does upset feel like in my body? What does the word anxiety mean to you in your body? And do you get, you know, a dry mouth? Do your hands get sweaty? Does your heart race? Do you start to clench your jaw? Do you clench your fists? And that's your body's way of saying, hey, I'm, this is a brick wall. And you start to kind of soften that brick wall and start to be able to, like in Harry Potter, you can just go through the brick wall by bringing the awareness and, hey, these are my warning signs. And I well, can and disarm and your that horse, with my breath. And your horse gives you the same warning signs. So what warning signs do they give yeah, you? Yeah, so, and we we do not recognize them half the time. We well, actually we don't them. take the moment. Again, we're going to talk about misunderstanding versus, like, um, missing the cue completely. But, I mean, <laughs> when all of a sudden the horse looks up, they look bright-eyed, the ears are on something, they they get tense through their What do we say? Neck. What happened before what happened was going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Or they, you know, they're, you can feel their body. They're just more on alert. We talk about, you know, in, in the show ring, um, rigid, rigidity over, there's another word, rigidity. Rigidity. Oh, I said it with a W, rigidity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> um, over the top line or, you know, swing through the back or. What if we said a lack of resilience? Oh, yeah. Now that's a powerful statement. Where do you see the re- lack of resilience in your horse? Like question yourself and then wait for the answer. Wait. Yeah. Wait. 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 Mm-hmm. Make sure you have the right tool for the right job. You and know, just... when you're at like a crosswalk in downtown, wherever you live, mm-hmm. and it goes, wait, <laughs> wait. Katie's from the city all of a sudden. <laughs> no, I'm so not. <laughs> I'm sitting here in little wind acres, okay? I don't have any of those. Wait. There's no waiting around There's here. no waiting. It's more like, go, go, go. You have a It's not weight acres. Yeah. It's yeah. wit acres. Yeah. you got to have some grit and wit. Resilient acres. <laughs> it is a resilient, especially after the last few storms this winter season. Oh, yeah. yeah we've yeah, lost a lot of trees. But, yeah, so it's just, it's, remember that there's, there can be misunderstandings in what we expect from them, that they really truly are silent partners in what we're doing. And boy, if they're not being silent, we are, <laughs> we had a bigger problem on our hands. Um, but you yeah. know, it's just, it's really important to give yourself that and give yourself the time. And we spoke in a couple podcasts about the seeds that we plant mm-hmm. and those seeds are really the seeds of resilience, the seeds of softness that if you really start to practice this, come to our clinics, come to a private lesson day. We have some other things coming up in this 2004 season that are kind of cool. Let yourself be immersed in this because you're starting to really plant the seeds of awareness, which then lead into a beautiful sense of resiliency that can only be met if you've added in the coping skills in between. And it's not resiliency because you're standing out in the storm and you're stronger than everybody else and you're ignoring all of the 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 wind and the rain and the you know it's because you've gone through it and you Mm -hmm. can bring back to the situation you can bring back to your horse what you read the night before in the Mm -hmm. horse book that you think is going to suddenly work just because you read it no you have to go through it and you have to bring it back to them so that you can be fair in what you're asking, fair in what your your expectations are. Right, and that includes those of you that have come to our programs, you know, doing your hip exercises before mm-hmm. you mount. Find your breath on the way to the farm. What is the emotional language that you hear in your body before you come? What do you see in your mind? You know, what is your mounting block protocol? 
And if you're worried about doing some of these things because other people on your farm aren't doing them, be a leader. Sure. Be that. Go out there and say, hey, I need a minute to be with my horse. You know, turn your heart to your horse and honor their presence. Those are just as important as literally the cinch on your saddle and the reins on your. And and you actually can ride without a cinch and you can ride without reins or legs or legs. Mm -hmm. Um, So but but the point is, is those things are there as tools. Use them just like all of the other things that you just mentioned. We had somebody if you can pull it together, you have a package in level two, when you're lucky enough to join level two, we talk a lot about CO2 tolerance, which we could do another whole podcast of how CO2 tolerance is so incredibly detrimentally detrimental, if not detrimental, so important to um, resiliency. And one of the beautiful um, people that took this clinic said to us, tears in her eyes, how do we show the horse world about breathe to ride? And, you know, we kind of looked at each other and we said, you know, tell people about it, share the podcast, share the Facebook post join in on a clinic again most importantly go be it go hug the people you love go tell the people you love you love them give yourself a minute to breathe go be this love your horse don't spoil them love your horse (laughs) you know love is not in the form of treats (laughs) (laughs) or peeps or peeps (laughs) Haley and Riley the two of you guys Um, so go be it but be it yeah be it and 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 don't let anyone judge that don't yeah. don't let anybody judge that at all. Um, judge yourself and your horse for where you are in your journey, and just just enjoy it. Bring it bring it back to them and really take the time to be there. That being said, all of this really lovely stuff we're talking about. Don't be afraid to reach out and get help with your horse if you need it. Absolutely. Um, you I just think, had somebody come in and help. Yeah, I yeah. did. I, I've had someone come in and help Riley, and I think it's really, really important to sometimes hear help from a different perspective. And um, don't put yourself in a situation you're not safe with your horse because they can be unsafe and not intending to be. Again, it's part of their resiliency, yep. their self-preservation, and the misunderstanding maybe between the two parties. And you can you can get through that. You just yeah. might need help. And, and that's sometimes o- that is okay. That it is so okay. It is so important. And sometimes our ego gives us a sense of false self preservation where I'm gonna ride no matter what. Like I'm supposed to ride or I'm supposed to do something. And it's and your ego doesn't get to decide either what's going on. It's funny because I'm looking over Katie's shoulder and and she always likes to add in a little poem or a thought if she can towards the end of one of these and I'm thinking of the fact that your poem for today is just what we led into and didn't even mean to because you just turned your computer back on. I did just turn it back on. So maybe on that note anything else to add about resiliency? I don't think so. I think maybe just, real quick is have you ever seen like where is an example where it has shown up in in your horsemanship? You've gone all the way to the top. Have you noticed where that resiliency, either on an emotional level as a human or a physical level with your horses, has really been either an issue or or a triumph, something that's worked? Well, sure. I mean, there's um, they're the most humbling animals you can ever meet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because just when you think you know them something changes and it may be as simple as just an intentional or unintentional spook that now they get you off balance and off kilter and that happens physically mentally emotionally and it can really change number one you thought you were more resilient Mm -hmm. and it shakes your universe your ego yeah 
Um, and, and then in the same respect, something more of, uh, you know, I just, I've yeah, I've had way too many positives to capture one at the moment, but when you, when you stick with it long enough to yeah. just to find the answer, when you stick with it and, it, and it can be really, really small. It's actually none of it's small. All of it's great when it comes to horses. They're, they're, they give us so much, but when you stick with it long enough that, you stay resilient for them and yourself long enough that you allow for the time and now your silent partner, I don't know, it's like they communicate. They it, it's so I've had I've had both sides of that. I've had the side where I thought I was more resilient. Yeah. Um But you kept and, going. Yeah, yeah. I mean I know mm-hmm. that there were day, days that I probably quit early. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm not gonna No, but you kept going in the totality yes. of it all. Yes. You didn't let those moments yeah. of But I mean I'm not gonna I am no better than anybody else who mm-hmm. stepped foot in the stirrup. I am I don't have any magical power to me. It's just it's wanting to be there long enough to find them. Yeah. You know. So I've had resiliency come into my mm-hmm. life, I think in both aspects. In a in a very sometimes a little bit negative and sometimes a very yeah. positive. And I and I think for the negative the negative resiliency the the moments you have to stick with it longer than you thought you were going to or it was harder than you thought it was going to be or um How about I think horses in general they take longer than we all think that I they're going agree. to be. Mm-hmm. It, when you stick with it a little longer, a little harder, a little more challenging, a little throw a little more misunderstanding into the mix into the ingredients like add a little weight to the weight belt yeah it gets, <laughs> it gets a little rough it gets you got days where you're frustrated it, it's when you stormy yeah when you get through that it's just the the loyalty and the outcome is is i don't know you look back and it's worth it all yeah it is yeah yeah we all had guidance to that which is important guidance yeah we'll go back to guidance is is i think too an example if you're still kind of struggling a little bit with resiliency and, and we are going to ask you to like stretch your mind and learn about this stuff is to think about how you came through covid and are you resilient from covid or did you learn coping skills through the whole experience and our experiences through covid were so individual and mm we can start to think about how we handled some of those stressors. And some of us just plowed right through and everything's quote unquote fine. And I work with a lot of young adults from 20 to 25 that were seniors and juniors in high school. And they are anything but resilient. They didn't have a chance to even learn the coping skills of how to get through something that hard because it was all so new and fresh. And they're now having to learn how to cope with the lack of resiliency that they've had. And people may say, oh, they're young. They can get through COVID and losing all of these things. And it's a real epidemic that we have seen and even showed up in some of our writers at we just age. recently started yeah. one of our young writers so i just want to be the voice was, for that was, too i was i have to be honest even as an instructor i could not believe the impact the lack of resiliency mm-hmm. that this is going to have on this generation because yeah. um they they just did have to plow through they didn't right. see other people they didn't learn how they they lost human contact they right. lost touch they lost facial recognition yeah. graduations um, and trips yeah and so i think i just wanted to say that that can also be applied to our horses where if they've been through some traumatic event we have to give them time and coping skills if resiliency is our final goal for them and actually you brought up now a pet peeve of mine which Ooh. is i know it's a big one too is so many people as 
has are we getting older? Are we, no, are we aging? younger. Okay, we're young. We're younger. getting younger. Um, so many people say to you know young adults through junior high or middle school, whatever they call it now. We are getting older. <laughs> <laughs> so loud right there. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Um, we have to really temper ourselves sometimes in these because we get excited. Uh, but so middle school and high school, oh, it's the best time of your life. I could not disagree with that more. I think because the, nobody has learned how to be resilient and no, deal with you coping had mechanisms. Wind in your sails. Every heartbreak, every failed test, mm-hmm. every you know you hard you teacher. don't you don't hard teacher you don't pass your driver's ed i was just gonna say just, driver's ed like anything like that didn't want you yeah uh, 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 missing an acceptance somewhere no prom date i mean every single one of those moments is literally the hardest you've had so far yeah like it's like it's the most terrible moment you've had at that time in your life. And how you handle that moment is building the coping skills, which then inadvertently brings the resilience. So we stop telling our poor that. kids <laughs> or kids, you know, that it's the best time in life because they have no idea. No, they, have, they haven't done it yet. They, they haven't, haven't done it yet. yet. I mean, I look back now and I loved high school and I, lo- I had a teacher there who made me one of the <laughs> one of the grammar police oh I um, am so not surprised about that <laughs> people that I am um she was an English teacher and she really I she actually just passed away last oh. month and I was heartbroken when I found oh. out she passed away another just one be- you've lost a lot yeah people. just because the world really lost this woman who was did not come across as an angel, but she really was an angel to me because she was so inspiring to me. And um, Miss V, Miss Vernacchio was her full mm, name. So Miss v, yeah, Miss V was tough, and um, she really inspired me to be something. So, but I look back now and realize how important high school was to me. But at that time, I can remember feeling heartbreak so some of our riders are in high school still you might be 50 mm. but you might be in high school in your riding Absolutely. this might be the hardest day you've had in your riding and it's like in high school so yeah. you can't be in your cushy stay-at-home job that you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year at yet you may have to accept the fact that some of your learning and your equestrianism yeah. is still in high school yeah you might, okay. you might even be in elementary school that's okay this too. is true yeah. some of you are homeschooled or, and or middle school or junior yes. high or whatever they call it so <laughs> Oh, it's an interesting topic, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But take all those take all those things and let those be your resiliency. Let them come lead you at a time. Yeah. Let them mold you. Come back to your breathing. All right. I think I'm going to f- tie this up with a little bow with a poem. If there's anything else you want to add before we uh, poem you it can out. you can go ahead poem away. All right. This is not by anybody in particular. There's no name on it, so I'm just going to say anonymous. And it goes like this. Your best stories will come from your struggles. The seeds of your successes are in your failures. Your praises will be birthed from your pains. Keep standing. I have never seen a storm last forever. Seasons change. Yep. Mm. I love it. I do too. And so, with that, I think we should just go, right, we should to go right to it. Yeah. Everybody, inhale. inhale. Exhale, repeat. Thanks, everyone. Keep breathing. Bye. Squeaky chair. 
thank you so much for taking some time out of your journey to enhance your journey listening to the Breathe to Ride podcast with me and Kristen. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Spirit Horse Collective, Smart Pack, Purina, Red Bucket Rescue, and Continental Saddlery. Thank you all for your support and dedication to improving the overall health and wellness of horse and human alike. Please share and follow our podcast so others can enjoy the benefits from this program. See you soon. Thanks.